Hey everyone, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. This is Shelby, your host, and today we are gonna talk about client challenges and how to handle them. So at my salon, whenever we encounter anything with a client, big or small, we call it a client challenge um, because we don't wanna necessarily have this um, negative connotation around it, like a client complaint or like this client is crazy. We don't wanna, we wanna watch the way that we are talking about our clients. I feel like it has a lot to do with um, the way that we talk about ourselves and the way that we see our work. And so these clients, they are paying us. They are the reason that we have a job. They are paying our bills. And I feel like, especially if you've gone through COVID as a lash artist or basically anyone, you are much more hopefully appreciative of clients that are coming to you. If you feel like you have a negative feeling towards some of your clients or all of your clients, you might want to think about um, what type of clients you are attracting. This can happen like through your prices or the way that you're marketing, your policies, etc. But that is not what we're talking about today. Today we are talking about anything that might come up with a client, such as them calling about they're having irritation or they didn't like um, something about the styling, whether it's the shaping of the length, the curl, maybe they're having lashes that are falling off um, and they're not really sure if that's normal. Uh, maybe the wrong appointment was booked or they got double booked and they came in and now they're angry because they thought they had an appointment that day. Whatever it is, um, we're going to talk about that in this episode, how you should handle it and um, how you can use these opportunities to grow. So first things first, if something comes up with a client, if they're complaining for any reason, you want to document that. For me, I use something called Google Docs and I can access it through my phone, through my computer. And um, anybody who's logged into the company email basically can see this as well. So anyone on our admin team is able to look at this. Um, the reason why that's important is because I might not be the one that's always filling these out. And I want someone who's at the salon, at the desk, to be able to fill it out if something happens there. I can fill it out from, um, from home. What we do, is we use this document and we break it up into quarters so we have a document and it would be called right now we're in quarter three so it's quarter three client challenges and basically all we're doing is we're writing the date that uh, the client called or emailed we're writing who the client is we're writing the date that they were last seen or whenever whatever they're talking about happened and then we're gonna detail what they're complaining about this isn't necessarily what happened we're saying what the client is claiming happened. And so we're writing from the client's perspective what is going on. Then we're gonna write what solution was offered to them. And then from there, we're gonna look back in a couple of days. Uh, maybe we had offered them to come in for a complimentary fix. Maybe we had talked to them about allergic reactions on the phone. Depending on whatever the client challenge is, that's gonna look differently, whatever the solution might be. It's not always like, hey, you're getting a free service. You're getting a free service. It's not always like that. We, we very rarely have to do something like that. Um, but from there, we wanna see how did the relationship end up with that client? Was the relationship repaired or was it severed for good? And at the end of the month, I basically look at all of the client challenges and I'm looking for any patterns, any trends. Was it one specific artist that has a ton of client challenges that month maybe she's going through something maybe we need to talk 
Maybe it's um, a client that is repeatedly in our client challenges that we need to look at and talk about as a team so that we can know how to go forward from there with this specific client. Regardless, it's getting looked at periodically. And at Pink Lady Lash, we have seven artists. So we probably get about 10 a month, uh, 10 client challenges per month from something as small as the client came in thinking her appointment was today, it's actually tomorrow, whatever it is. Um, I like to look at it because I wanna see trends. I also wanna see how many clients out of those 10, 11 people was the relationship repaired and how many clients did we lose like potentially forever. <laughs> and so at the end of the month, I'm, I make a list of the clients that haven't been back in since. And so that might be two people. And I'm, I, I look at those two names and I'm like, man, I wonder like what we could have done differently to, to keep them. And it's always an opportunity for growth. And I feel like every month, the number of client challenges that we have goes down our team is getting stronger and then as a team we kind of know how to handle things in the future because we talk about them we don't talk about every single one we don't center every meeting around this but definitely the things that stand out we do talk about and it's and it's a way for like as a team we're growing together and we just have more awareness of how to handle things and you can approach things actually more confidently because if you've seen something before you know now how to handle it with more confidence and so I really like to document this in Google Docs. You can do it however you want, but I find that it usually has to leave outside of your software because you can put notes in software all you want. Like you can put a note on someone's account of something that happened or the day that their appointment is, you can leave a note on something. But if you have it all in one place, like just on one sheet of paper, even digitally, it just makes it so easy because you can see it all right there. Plus, um, I feel like you're putting more energy towards growing the client experience. And I think having the mindset of like, who cares, can't please everybody, like get over it. That's not, that's not going to help you grow. It's not going to give you more self-awareness as a person. It's just, um, it's just nice to have it in one spot. We go to it um, every single day and we have it pulled up just in case anything were to happen. Thankfully, my company's at a point now where it's so rare that we do get one. And when we do, they're really, really small. I also really value the fact that because this is something that we look at so like meaningfully and it's like important to us to keep track of this stuff and to care about this stuff the client experience the clients can sense it's that type of company and they give us a lot of feedback directly it's almost communicated just in so many ways in all of the touch points in our company where we send them a welcome email to welcome them to the salon and say, and you can do this as a solo artist too. Just like, hey, Tiffany, I'm so excited to meet you for your appointment coming up in a couple of days. Um, I recommend bring headphones if you'd like to listen to a podcast or audiobook. Um, I have blankets and whatever. I don't, I don't know, whatever you want to add in there. Just sending them a welcome email kind of gets them excited and like really sure about you already before even seeing you. And so it's just a nice little introduction. And then they come to you and they're so much more likely to send you an email or give you a call if something 
is not like if something's less than perfect they're much more likely to communicate that with you if you like opened the door already for them you've just opened that line of communication versus just they come in they get their stuff done they're not even sure if you remember their name um but it's like those personal touches that let them know that that you care about them because we center so much of our energy around the client and their experience they feel that before they've even come to us they feel that when we are working on them and when they leave because not only do we send them a welcome email we also send a follow-up email and it says hey like i hope you love your lashes let us know if uh, you have any questions or anything can't wait to see you back in a couple weeks for your fill and nine times out of ten they're not running to yelp or facebook or google to explain their experience they're telling us it's usually a positive experience and then if something did if they do have a concern they tell us right then and there because why wouldn't they like we've given them so much opportunity to do so we've let them know that we care so this is why client challenges are just as important to like the growth of your company and like the good parts of your company um, than anything, you know, uh, getting to know, like even, even just hearing the negative feedback is, is great and is going to make you a better artist and business person because you are growing every single day by learning from little things. Um, and for one person, it might not be a big deal, but for others, it might be from things to your music, to how your blankets feel, to how the iPads feel, to um, someone's touch. Is it too firm? Is it too gentle? Whatever. So um, just hearing people's feedback and just actually genuinely caring has brought my business um, so much growth, I feel like, over the years because it's always been something that I've I've cared about and stressed uh, with my team as well. And so yeah, putting it on a Google Doc is highly recommended. And then I wanted to talk about what to do when something happens and how to handle it. So if you have a concern raised by a client, um, most of the time you just need to listen, hear them out, try to get where they're coming from. It's kind of the same as you would get taught in like couples therapy. Like the other person just wants to be heard. They're so used to not feeling heard in other aspects of their life. So you just giving them like your attention without looking like you're about to defend yourself or whatever it is, just genuinely trying to gather as much information as you can. That is one thing that's going to keep them talking to you and the situation de-escalated. Just your body language and your facial expressions and just being calm yourself and just hearing them out and showing that you have empathy and compassion for for them. Uh, that's a huge thing. So in my salon, how whatever the situation is, I always repeat the same thing. Empathize, apologize, and find a solution. Another thing that sometimes I add is add a thank you in there. So something, whatever it might be, I might say thank you so much for telling me this. I'm so sorry that happened. That's definitely not a typical experience here. Uh, what can we do to make this right? And you can even offer something. Can you please come in um, sometime in the next couple of days so I can have a look at them? Um, I'll add this to your notes so that next time we can try a different iPad. Um, whatever the solution might be, it's just fairly simple. You just handle it like that. You don't need to do too much talking. You don't need to defend yourself to no end. A lot of times they just want a 
a quick solution and a, and a timely one as well. You don't want to wait too long before you address something. If you see that they wrote an email, just address it right away and just it doesn't have to be a long email. You don't want to defend yourself with paragraphs via email. It's really, if even if you know exactly what the problem is, even if the client came in with caked on mascara, caked on eyeliner, eyeshadow, whatever it is, they came in 20 minutes late, you decided to still take them, and you clean them as good as you can, just over and over and over, cleanse them, and you feel like you kind of knew, like you were rushing through the appointment, you still did it anyways, and they call back and they're like, hey, a lot of my lashes fell out. And you're like, well, of course, because I was rushing and you came in with all this stuff all over your lashes. We've all had that scenario. Even if you feel like you know what the answer is, just simply say, I'm sorry that happened. Can I take a look at them? What time works best for you so that, um, you know, you can ar- basically arrive on time is what you want want to get at. And once they're there, then talk to them in person. Everything seems to be a lot more escalated when it's over the phone, over text, and especially like email. So if you can get them on the phone, great. And if you can get them in person, even better. And just save all of the if you want to call it defense um, for in-person, even just saying like this isn't typical with any of my other clients, so I'm so glad you said something so that I can make it right. And let's go over a couple of things like aftercare, and and I have a hunch that it might have been some of the makeup that you came in with during your full set. It's going to look different for every situation, but the idea is that you're not going to send them a paragraph of, well, ma'am, first of all, you came in 15 minutes late, and then second of all, I was having a bad day I broke up with my boyfriend that day third of all like you don't need to do that because all you're going to do is make them more mad just if you if you want to keep that client then learn how to have some empathy make it quick and just get them in and nine times out of ten they turn into a great client and everyone's happy if you feel like you don't want a client and you didn't even want them during the full set, something should have happened beforehand. Like you shouldn't have even taken that client period. So if you don't wanna take clients that are 15 minutes late, make a policy about being late. If you don't wanna take clients that have makeup on, then put that in your welcome email. Our clients get told after every booking, hey, make sure that you come with no eye makeup around the eyes or else it's gonna cut into your lash time. And so if these things are stated up front, chances are you're not really going to run into that during appointments. And if you do, you have kind of already covered your butt. The point I'm trying to make is that a lot of client challenges can actually be avoided by you just being more upfront and having your policies clearly stated in, um, you know, in writing on either uh, the booking site or your website or whatever it is. Um, and also whoever's booking the appointments, making sure that they tell them what to expect. Arrive on time or arrive a few minutes early or we don't take late appointments or um, make sure not to come with eye makeup around the eye. Just It's so simple, so simple. And you'll definitely be um, complaining a lot less or feeling a lot less dread or stress around um, new clients and stuff. So with all of that being said, whatever way that you um, found a solution for their issue, you want to document that too so that you can see at the end of the month like what things worked and what things didn't. And I feel like assessing the positive and negative things about the way that you lash, 
about your customer service is the quickest way to really like get better um, in all aspects. You can see like, what are most of my complaints about? Are they about fallout? Are most of my complaints about, you know, my receptionist? Uh, the list goes on. So it's basically just analyzing that information. It's just, it's a report nonetheless. And so um, using that information to see where you can improve. All right. Well, that is all I have for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and learned something. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll be back next Monday with the next one.